0: This is Dawn Shuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. In the last episode, I talked about the importance of a strong onboarding system for new customers. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the need for a strong, successful onboarding system for new hires. of hiring decision makers say retention rates would increase significantly if new hires were better informed during the hiring process. And I would take that a step further and add to that the actual onboarding. When that new hire starts his or her position, what happens after that? Two-thirds of workers say they accepted a job offer only to realize later that the company was a bad fit. There could be two reasons for this. One could be a consequence of the company hiring for skills and experiences rather than fit. And you've heard me talk about right people in the right seats and that you hire first for fit with the company and the values. And then you look at skills and experiences, the stuff that's on the resume. The second reason that two-thirds of the workers realized it was a bad fit could also be because of poor onboarding, because they felt lost in the sea of a new organization or a new company. Whether it's a small company or a large organization, it's still really important to have that strong onboarding experience. I'm going to follow the same format and structure that I did with onboarding new customers because it's very similar. So the first thing you want to look at is what is the experience that you want your new hire to have? How do you want them to feel? Now this may have a lot to do with the culture of the organization, the core values of the company. It could have to do with the nature of the work. Is it high pace? Is it fast-paced? Is it more of a community feel? How do you want the new hire to feel? Hopefully, you want that new person to feel welcomed, to feel at ease as much as is possible with starting a brand new job. You want the person to feel as comfortable as they can with asking questions. These are some possible answers, and so your onboarding system should address how you want the person to feel, what experience you want them to have, and that helps set the framework for your onboarding system. The second thing you want to look at is what do you want your new hires to be able to do? Now, of course, you want them to be able to do their job, But it's unlikely that they're going to walk in the door, sit at their office, because they probably don't know where the office is, and put their head down and just diving into work. Very unlikely. But yes, doing their job is part of what you want them to be able to do. But there's more to that question. You want them to be able to know what the organizational structure is at the company, who's their direct report up and down, vertically. Where do they go to get more information? What are the company policies? You want them to be able to do their work, but in the realm of all of the structure that's in place that everybody else who's been working there for eons already knows, but your new hire doesn't. The third thing you want to look at is what are the logical next steps? All right, so the employee starts, what needs to happen? And what happens at the end of the day? What happens the next day? What happens after 30 days? What happens after 60? What happens after 90 days? Hopefully you have some sort of an evaluation and assessment in place where both you and your new employee can sit down and assess how things are going. If you don't have that, you need one. Those logical next steps are things that you would then share with your new employee. There will be an evaluation after 30 days. And I want this to be an open conversation between the two of us where you let me know how it's going. I let you know what I have seen in your performance so far, as an example. The fourth thing you look at is, of course, If your new hire needs more support, how does he or she get that? I'm sure the first thing that you're thinking of is, well, that's why we have an HR manager. The new employee can go to that person for information on benefits, health insurance, all that. But that's not all. Do you have some sort of a mentoring program 83% 83% of workers participating in a mentor program said that their experience positively affected their decision to stay in that organization. And with the statistics on employee retention and employee engagement, you really want your great people to stay. A Mentoring program can be part of that. Whether it's informal or formal, Having that in place and letting your new employee know that that's in place and, of course, introducing him or her to his or her mentor. Also, establishing with the mentor what that person's responsibilities are with the mentee is important as well. So those are part of how that employee can get support. The fifth thing you want to look at is... What does the new hire think they need? What are their questions? Now, the best way to find out this information is to ask them what their questions are, what they need, what they're hoping to achieve. I always like to ask my clients, what are you hoping to get out of this, whatever this engagement is? That's a great question to ask your brand new employee. What are you hoping to be able to do by the end of today, this week, by 30 days? Because then that's going to give you a sense of where they may feel they need more support, where things may be lacking, what they need. It's very easy for managers and executives to think we know what they need, but the best way to figure it out is to ask them. And then the last thing, and this, is, this differs a bit from the new customer onboarding experience, it's still a valid question though, which is what are all the things that they get? So a new employee might get a salary. Well, how often do they get paid and how do they get paid? They might get health benefits. Well, how does that work? And signing them up and helping them navigate that process. Do they get a 401k? All right, what does that look like? And is there a matching? And does it come automatically out of the salary? Do they get a lunch break? How long? What are options for going out if that's what they want to do? Or is there a lunch room? What are the, do they have options for teleworking? Well, what does that look like and what are the policies? You want to look at all the things that this new employee gets, meaning how they do their job, the environment in which they do their job, to see then what information and resources you as an organization need to supply during this onboarding process. I'm going to briefly walk you through an actual onboarding process we helped one of our clients create. The first thing we did is we looked at the deeper why of the organization. That was one of the things we had previously helped them with, was creating their deeper why, their core values, and their core focus. We applied that deeper why to the different tasks and responsibilities for different roles, especially ones that they were getting ready to hire for. When the company can attach, here's why doing this is important, especially to those core values in the deeper why, it makes more of an impact and also brings in that employee to help with Understanding the importance of that instead of, well, you just have to do it because you have to do it and it's part of your job. If they really feel the importance of it and they can connect it to an emotional deeper why, because people really uh, do make decisions and take actions when they're in alignment emotionally, they're going to be more successful in actually accomplishing it. We also created a schedule and a checklist for the first time, or the first time, the first day of onboarding a brand new employee. So again, I'll just briefly go over it. So first, there was a welcome by the, by the CEO, the president. Here's what he said, or here's what we, we kind of mapped out for him. I'm really glad to welcome you on board. I just want to sit and have a 15 to 20 minute conversation about what we really see here. And then after that, I'm going to hand you off to our office manager and HR director, and she's going to do some of the HR benefits and the other administrative pieces. And then as part of that conversation, he touched upon the deeper why, the core values, the symbiotic relationship, as in, This is how doing your role is going to benefit the company as well as you. Also talking about the exchange of energy, that it's all a two-way street. You do this, and then there is this receptive energy on the other end, and then you also get that back in return in some way. Then, as part of that welcome statement, the new hire goes off to the office manager and HR director where she covers compensation, benefits, paperwork, health insurance, holidays, vacation time, all those things we talked about before. And then introductions. It was a small office, so under 20 people, and everybody was pretty much in one building. So first shared with the new hire the organizational chart so that there was an understanding of how everybody fit together. And then She actually took the new employee around to each person to introduce this new person, just very informally. Then there was an official welcome meeting with the entire staff. This is more casual and informal kind of a, hey, tell us about yourself and where you grew up and where you live and are you from Maryland originally, whatever it might be. This sets the tone for creating that warm, friendly, symbiotic environment where New hire feels like he or she is an important part of the system as a whole. Then there's lunch at a local restaurant with the HR director or the direct supervisor um, or the mentor. You know, it could be all three or four of those. Then there's a training session with certain elements. Actually, that was the rest of the afternoon. There were three different training sessions. One was just basic time entry, workflow, documentation, the filing system, where to store files in the cloud, etc. And then there's a training session on expectations, like time and percentages for mentoring and training any junior staff who is underneath this new hire, as well as 30, 60, and 90 day expectations. And then the last training session was about that mentoring and training staff for the people who are under this new employee, specifically, what does that look like, what's expected, how much time, those kinds of things. And then, of course, from that, there should be a meeting connecting the new employee with his or her mentor. And because this company had a mentoring program among all levels. So this person was coming in in kind of a mid-manager level position. And so she would have a mentor, but she would also be mentoring others. So that's just a brief outline of what an actual first day onboarding experience looks like. But it doesn't end after that first day. That's why that whole 30, 60, 90 day evaluation and assessment in a warm, caring, friendly manner is important. I know this has been a lot of information. I hope it's been helpful If you don't have an onboarding process or you feel like you need to refine the process you already have or you want to incorporate some of the things I've mentioned like deeper why, core values, a mentoring program, then please reach out to us at www.theshulergroupllc.com and we'll be happy to set up a complimentary consultation, let you know what's possible and how we can help you find and retain the best employees. Until next time, may you thrive.